Hello and welcome to the latest Mole Valley Farmers podcast. Today we hear from Volac International's John Williams and Mole Valley Farmers' Tom Trapnell on how a natural slurry additive can help farmers make more from their slurry. The easy-to-apply Microzyme R product can reduce solids, control odour and retain nitrogen. Hear firsthand how it can be used and the benefits. Here's what's coming. We need to make the application of this product as easy as possible for the farmer. He's got enough on his plate to do, he's got enough things to uh, keep him busy for the day and we want this to be part of his uh, routine. Because the slurry is more uh, broken down, it, the, the dry mass has been digested better, the, that then leads to better availability of those nutrients in that slurry, which um, is, is, is better uh, environmentally because less is lost through potential leaching. Not only does the, uh, the shed smell nicer when you treat it with, with this product, but the potential of you coming home smelling nicer is also uh, a huge benefit when you don't have to block unblock any pipes. <laughs> so let's get into this conversation. How a natural slurry additive can help farmers make more from their slurry. Well, I'm delighted to have two experts in this field joining us on the Mole Valley podcast today, John Williams and Tom Trapnell. Guys, welcome to the Mole Valley podcast. Uh, just tell us a little bit about yourselves first, starting with you, John. Well, th- thank you very much for that introduction. So I'm flattered to be described as an expert to start off with. So that's a really good start. Thank you very much for that. Um, so my name's John Williams. Um, I work for Volac International. Um, I, in a previous life, uh, I was with Micron Biosystems, where this product we're going to talk about today, hopefully, is uh, was originated um, probably about fifteen to twenty years ago. Um, so I've I've had sort of quite an in-depth experience of using this product in a wide range of um, situations. So I would be delighted to share my experiences with you today on uh, with, with regards to this product. See, I said you were an expert, and then you <laughs> delivered that complete appraisal of yourself John so I'm uh, know that we're in complete safe hands and Tom tell us about yourself hi Seth hi John yeah thanks for having me I'm part of the sales team at Mole Valley Farmers and one of the products that I uh, have in my repertoire is the slurry additive and um, I've been in the business seven years and my knowledge of slurry and fertilizers is is growing all the time but definitely identified this as a major product for farmers to be using in the future. So yeah, really keen to discuss it today. Yeah, it sounds uh, an incredible product and we're going to get into this in uh, in detail. We're going to explain about the environmental benefits. We're going to talk about the advantages for you on farm and also crucially how easy this is to use. We're going to get into all of this. But first of all, let's start with you, John. You told us about your history with this product so just explain briefly, what is it? What, what, what is this that we're talking about today? Well, it's basically an enhancement of basically nature, really. We've, we've looked at what nature does. Uh, we've looked at the disadvantages of the natural uh, progression or if we leave nature to do its thing. And obviously, you know, on a natural sort of low level response that's that's not a big worry that's nature it does you know it's a it's a process of decomposition um but unfortunately in the modern times we are more environmentally aware 
um, also farming has become much more intensified in uh, in the modern era and that means that we are now uh, got an issue with these natural processes that happen that are producing uh, waste products that could be detrimental to both the environment to soil health and also to um, to the uh, overreaching environment you know of, of sort of carbon dioxide buildup um, climate change uh, whether whether you agree with it or not um, but it's something that we need to be more considerate going forward and this is a product that uh, helps alleviate some of those issues um, but it's it's definitely uh, on an environment issue it's it's quite new if you're looking at it on an environmental uh, discussion but if you're looking at on the physical attributes and the benefits to the farmer and to the livestock especially if it's housed then those benefits are, were, were probably at the start or when this product was originated um, so it's basically a, a combination of natural bacteria that we've chosen to do a job that's been very uh, selected because of the environment it's going to be put in and um, we then basically use that bacteria it's a natural process to try and alleviate some of the problems and for you tom i guess taking that that product i suppose without getting into how it's used just to, just at the moment but it's about farmers isn't it coming looking for some solutions and you've got this in your armory as a solution to help the the agricultural industry is changing on a almost a monthly basis at the moment with the change of uh, you know raw materials and inputs and yeah we this is just going to be a massive asset for anyone you know milking cows or housing housing beef animals uh, for for the future to to improve many different parts of the farming business really yeah we're going to get into all these different benefits that will come for it environmental on-farm benefits so let's get into the real detail of it um it's a slurry additive so john just explain how easy is this to use for uh, the farm? it's absolutely incredibly easy it's it's basically mix it up in water and just chuck it in and you're good to go the bugs do everything else themselves yeah yeah um, <laughs> it sounds very easy yeah. it, it really depends on the system that farmers have we I always go out to go on farm and, and discuss it with the farmer and look at what systems he's got in place because we need to make the application of this product as easy as possible for the farmer. He's got enough on his plate to do. He's got enough things to uh, keep him busy for the day. And we want this to be part of his uh, routine, you know, be it weekly or um, fortnightly routine. Um, so it could be, and it also depends on what sort of uh, slurry storage and how he manages that slurry um, and the product can be mixed in you know to, to fit in with his routine um, I'll give you an example or, or her or, or her, her of course, of course John yeah or and, her. Um, yes. you, know, it, it, you could say that this is probably one of the one, one of the responsible jobs to do and usually it's the it's the the female of the species tends to remember these jobs much better than us as us, 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 us chaps um, but one thing, um, you know, if you're looking at uh, types of different systems, if I take, for example, uh, a slatted floor system, so your cows are in the shed, the, the slurry storage is underneath the shed, um, aspects of that 
could lead to a buildup of gases and aroma and sort of respiratory issues for the for the cows. Um, and if it's uh, a new build, for instance, he might have tipping troughs uh, scattered throughout the shed. Um, and that in itself has a routine, you know, maybe farmers would uh, clean out those troughs every week or every fortnight. Well, that's an excellent opportunity then to reduce uh, the hassle, you could say. You just take your, your one kilo tub over to your um, over to your tipping trough, add it into the water, give it a give it a quick stir with your hand. Don't even have to use a glove; it's perfectly perfectly safe unless you're absolutely scared of water. Um, give it, and then then tip the trough, and that goes straight into, into the the, uh, the the slurry pit underneath you. Uh, it could not be easier. Um, but if you've got more of a traditional farm where you've got the old uh, little tractor with a little scraper on it that you have to skip out the cows twice a day, then every week or every fortnight, get your bucket of water, um, take it from the from the trough if you like, or, or, or the tap, it doesn't doesn't matter where it comes from. Um, as long as it hasn't got any dairy chemical in it, that's, that's probably the only thing I would uh, uh, point out. And then just add the product into the bucket and then you could chuck it literally onto the passageways before you spread, uh, before you scrape up. John, I was uh, I was a little bit concerned when you uh, said pour it into the bucket and stir it with your hand. I was glad you you clarified that was just with uh, yes, the water yeah, and the yeah, additive. It's, it's, so. but, but the product is, um, you know, it's yeah, it's a natural product. Um, it's it's basically made up of eight different different types of uh, bacteria um, and these bacteria are commonly found in soil so you know if, if you're a keen gardener for instance and you got your hands in soil all day you, you suffer very ill effects of that uh, and these bacteria are very similar to those found in soil um, because ultimately they are they will end up back in the soil yeah that's that that makes it so, such an easy product to use it is you know it's not it's not dangerous at all. It's very, it's a very kind product. Hence, why we're adding it to the slurry to, to uh, get the benefits of that. And yeah, majority of there's so many different ways of applying it depending on your slurry system. But quite often it is ten litre bucket of water, mix it in. Quite often people have got a, a sort of a whisk, haven't they, for their clostrum or their milk for the, for the calves, for the milk powder. Um, you, you know, make sure it's clean, and then yeah, um, happy days. Yeah, and. Uh... If you've got a reception pit, for instance, you've got a, um, a, a, you know, an above ground tower, uh, pour it into the reception pit. Um, and then you don't have to pour it in the reception pit before you pump into, into the tower. It could stay in the reception pit um, for a while. And while it's in the reception pit, it's probably in a more of a concentrated form. So it's, it'll be a benefit in there for a couple of days before you pump it up. Um, but uh, one thing just be wary of uh, some farms might have uh, foot baths uh, formaldehyde foot baths uh, obviously formaldehyde will literally kill everything uh, and that's including bacteria in the in the uh, slurry treatment as well so um, just that's the only thing I would be looking out for on farm um, I, if that's the case then you instead of adding it to the reception pit you might need to add the product into the slurry tower above ground uh, whereas if the formaldehyde goes into the reception pit, then obviously it's going to be very concentrated in there and then it'll have an effect on the uh, efficiency of the bacteria. So, but it doesn't mean you can't use it. It just means that you just need to apply it elsewhere, away from the formaldehyde. Once the formaldehyde, you know, 
goes into the reception pit, then it goes from the reception pit into the tank, it's going to be diluted down to such an extent that it's not going to have any effect on the bacteria. But obviously don't mix the two together. And I guess for you, Tom, um, you know, John's explained it really well there about the various different processes in which it can be used and how it can be applied. I guess for the farmers that are already on this and they're understanding the benefits of it, for you, you've kind of explained this to them that it is so uh, cross-functional across different aspects of uh, treating the slurry. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And generally what I get uh, farmers to do is just add it into their diary so they can add it. They, they If it's every two weeks, they're adding it every month. They just add it on Saturday morning, Sunday morning, Friday morning, whenever they want to do it. After they've milked the cows, um, they, they go and apply their, the additive and it's, you know, happy days it's very quick very easy we all need a calendar reminder and it's not just the ladies in our lives john that uh, have to be in charge of that well without my good lady i get nothing done i think so um i, I need constant reminding of things that need to be done so we're all in that boat we're all in that boat yeah partners who yeah. uh who help us out um so we've we've seen how easy this product is to use let's get on to some of the benefits we'll come on to the advantages on farm uh, those practical advantages shortly but in terms of the environmental benefits what are those from adding this additive in, into slurry well the, i think the key take-home message to this one is is we're reducing ammonia emissions and it's the ammonia emissions that we notice first and foremost if you go into a cattle building um, and there's you know a mix of feces and urine then it's that combination, that mixture that happens that creates uh, the ammonia to start off with. Um, and that's what we can detect. You know, we are, as a species, evolved to detect, you know, ammonia, which is a decomposition gas. You know, what, what, you know when you get stick your head into the fridge and you, you're, you're hungry, but the fridge is empty and there's very little food in there and there might be a... You know, a bit of bacon there that you know has been in there for a for a time. Was the first thing you do. You you, you sniff it to, to smell, um, and that you know that the the the, de the smells of decomposition, which such as ammonia or hydrogen sulfide and things like that, we are very very sensitive to that chemical, that smell, um, and so when you go into a cattle shed, we are very sensitive to that smell as is all uh, uh, you know uh, mammals um, and I think there was a study uh, a number of years ago on racehorses in um, and they were showed a, 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 a very positive correlation between ammonia buildup in stables and respiratory health um, of, of these racehorses um, so that that gas does have uh, an effect on the respiratory issues of, of our animals um, and we just got to think of ourselves as well in that in that sort of same sentence so that's probably the first one environmental is is the ammonia emissions then you could look at the further aspects of um, the effect on the environment that slurry has that raw slurry has now then i don't think that we there isn't a worse product, in my opinion, to add to soil other than raw slurry. You know, because traditionally, if you went back 60, 70 years, we would add manure to the fields. 
Now, manure and slurry are very, very different. You know, manure has been decom uh, is better decom decomposed. Um, it's been more sort of had a, an opportunity to compost itself. It's aerated as well, and it doesn't have that smothering effect that slurry has. When we apply slurry to the fields, we are actually smothering air out of the soil and good soils need to be aerated so in that sense slurry is not a good product for soil health um, but what we're doing with treating the slurry is now we're adding greater microbial activity into the slurry and that microbe activity in itself is aerating the slurry so the what we call the um, biological oxygen demand or the BOD figure of treated slurry is much lower than untreated slurry. So that means we are smothering the soil less and we're having a less of a, um, an, a damaging effect on the soil when we're applying treated slurry. Because those, those, uh, the slurry is more uh, broken down, it, the the dry matter has been digested better, the that then leads to a better availability of those nutrients in that slurry, which um, is 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 better uh, environmentally because less is lost through potential leaching through the soil. Yes, um, and and that that's probably one of the other benefits is that the the nitrate or the ammonia well ammonia converts itself into nitrate but you know it depends what at what point does the bacteria get hold of of that nutrients in the slurry but whether it be ammonia or nitrate those are contained within the microbial microbial cell walls so when they're applied to the field um, they're not released to the uh, at, uh, the atmosphere we don't lose it in the atmosphere it gets an opportunity to break down within the soil structure and because it's in an organic format it's now much more available so as tom says there there's less leaching um so then you know the benefit there would be less algae buildup in in river courses which has been a huge issue uh, for a lot of farms who spread slurry you know quite close to river courses and that's something that the environmental agency is very concerned with is is that uh, the algae buildup um, which in itself you know deoxifies water and then creates a, an issue for the the you know the population within that river so if we can reduce the amount of leaching we are then reducing the amount of nitrogen that's seeping into these river courses and then, then the we're reducing algae buildup, um, and that that has then knock-on effects to wildlife that 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 depend on that river environment to to flourish. So it's really ticking some big environmental boxes. This product, then, it sounds like you know this is an amazing thing to be adding into the slurry, and really. This is something that farmers should be actively considering if if they haven't started to consider it already. We're hearing those the ease of use. We're hearing the environmental benefits. So when we look on farm, what advantages are there 
specifically for farm processes that this product will also bring? There are massive amounts of, of benefits for using the uh, Mulvalley slurry additive. I suppose the main one that everybody would be talking about at the moment would be the improved fertiliser efficiency. Um, the with fertiliser costs two and a half to three times the price of what they would be would have been in in 18 months ago so in the middle of 2021 we are definitely seeing a massive uptake in using this product to improve the nutrient uh, use efficiency which is 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 a quite a sort of on topic word at the moment and the availability of the yeah like we said just now the the availability of the the n is much better to the crop which then uh, reduces the ammonia losses so you're, you're losing less of the nitrogen content of your slurry and the p and k is also more available when it's applied it to a growing crop in the spring and summer and the other benefits john you can add, definitely add to this one would be the less separation of the slurry so there's less crusting uh, less sediment and the, the benefits of that is if you're pumping the slurry yourself or if your contractors are pumping the slurry then you have massively reduced pumping time and effort and we've had reports of people saving hundreds and hundreds of pounds alone on stirring on diesel through reduced time and tractor wear of, of stirring so that is a massive benefit. It's a much more homogenous, much more smooth product, and it's far easier to to get through the pipes, and especially contractors would would be very keen of this, uh, because it you know farmers should be also promoting it because it reduces the time that they they need the contractors to be on farm. So absolutely brilliant product to be using. And and and, and just to expand on that one, Tom. Where, uh, farmers are being pushed down sort of the the dribble bar route when they're applying slurry these days you know um so we're going pushed down the is it the dribble bar you call it is it uh well we yeah so the, there's a there's a there's a there's a couple of options that farmers are being persuaded to use which is the trailing shoe the and the and the dribble bar or the dribble the trailing hose and all of the these ways of uh, applying slurry reduces the uh, losses of nitrogen because it reduce in reducing the surface area of the slurry you are reducing the oxidization of that nitrogen content which in turns is, is making sure that the, the nitrogen that is in your slurry that there is lots of is then utilized by the crop and not lost to the environment so it because it's more broken down those that, that nitrogen is more available and like you say, the smoother product, John, going through the 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 uh, trailing shoe or the shallow injection or the trailing hose, you're not going to get the blockages that you would have done if you're not using an additive at all. Yeah, and and I'm sure we can all um, appreciate you know going a, a nice day spreading slurry with no blockages, you know. We all come back, yeah. Not only does this, uh, the the shed smell Absolutely. nicer when you treat it with with this product, but the potential of you coming home smelling nicer is also uh, a huge benefit when you don't have to block unblock any pipes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
and also and also if if there are dairy farms near towns villages and you know other other houses because you're reducing the the losses of of gases you're massively reducing the smell and and that is another benefit that a lot of uh, our customers our members that are using the product have actually responded and said fantastic reduces the smell hugely please can I have some more uh, de- definitely um the feedback i've been getting is um and this is from uh you know running into the next door neighbor you know when calling on farms and having a, having a chat about slurry at the end of the day slurry still you know the slurry still smells you know it, it when we're not claiming that it's going to smell like you know chanel number f- yeah well i was going to say chanel number seven but depends what what depends oh, wow. what your, your opinion on, on perfume is <laughs> very posh, yeah, very posh. but um but it, it, it will still smell but that smell doesn't linger and the feedback i'm getting from sort of um non-agricultural types should i say is that they've always complained that they can't hang out their washing for two or three days following uh, slurry application uh, because the ammonia uh, is constant, constantly being um, volatized when it's on the field uh, you know for for two or three days um, but when it's when they're looking at it from a perspective of applying tre- slurry that's been treated it it literally you know one or two hours and the smell is gone because there's still an element of ammonia that hasn't been captured, um, but but that dissipates very very quickly. Um, so then you get less, especially if people are out at work during the day and they come back. By the time they come back, the smell's gone. So you know there's there's one less whinging phone call for the farmer to take. <laughs> <laughs> I think whether you're from a farming background or not a farming background, but you are living in rural areas like where we are in North Devon. Um, I live quite close to where Mole Valley are headquartered and there are times you get those lovely dry days and boom, in comes the smell. And, uh, you know, from a from a farming background, so I understand it. But for others, yeah, they do complain. But you do have to kind of think if there's a way of trying to reduce that smell, then that's just happy days, isn't it? That's just good for everyone. And weren't you saying, Tom, in our conversation prior to this, that one farmer described it as a bit of a no brainer for this product? Yeah, I've had I've had uh, repeat orders now. Um, of, you know, a couple of, two or three years into using the product, and they've they've seen the the benefits of the slurry. They've the, one of the feedback, uh, one of the feedback I had just last week was applying the slurry. There was a really quick response to the slurry applications. It instead of it taking a few days or weeks to to go green, it was green really immediately, and they were really pleased with that. And the, the yeah the response from farms they've all you know they've all come back and ordered again and some people have actually sort of doubled or increased their order because they because they've gone from one farm to using it on two farms and really fantastic response on people that have used it already the, the way I generally work out how much a farm would need to be using is to work out how many cows that they're milking and generally if we're speaking if we work out that a, uh, a cow has a sorry, a farm has a hundred cow herd and is housed for six months. Uh, we generally work, the, the workings out that we've done uh, over the last, last few years is they would need six kilograms. 
for that 180 days of housing. So it's very little product and the cost is very small compared to where the fertilizer prices are today. And, and remember, we, we, we used to sell this product before fertilizer was an issue. Um, and we used to sell it not just on the amount of nitrogen potentially you could sell, which is which is a, a, a huge factor. And I'm sure you've got figures and experience of, of how much nitrogen you've saved, Tom, on some of the some of the farms you've been on to. Um, but just on the benefit of uh, reduced pump outs, in, in, improved pump outs, so that the pit is emptier, so you got more, you got then more storage for the next winter or the next. Uh, uh, period uh, storage storage period yeah um the the, the reduction in fuel for um, agitating and mixing the, the slurry pit I, i've had um, farmers saying that it used to take 12 hours to mix their slurry before the contractors arrived to pump and the, using this product meant that they were done in one hour yeah. um because yeah, there's, before, there's the, before yeah. working for more valley farmers i've milked cows in the past and I remember very common practice to leave the tractor stir going overnight, um, all night, you know, so that would be good sort of 12 hours worth of stirring. And, you know, it, it that with this using an additive, it isn't necessarily required for as long as that. No, not, not required yeah. to keep it going overnight while you're in bed and, you know, you don't want to go out there next morning and just see an exhaust pipe sticking out of the... <laughs> uh, top of the slurry pit because the handbrake's broken. <laughs> it has happened, um, but if you're looking at us, you know the price of red diesel, for instance, now is kind of, I can't I can't keep up with the price of red diesel at the moment. Is it is it, is it ninety p a liter now? Um, but it's basically you know nearly doubled. Well, if you fill up a tank of di uh, of uh, a diesel tank on a tractor you're looking roughly at what the same cost as treating your whole slurry pit with that with that product so for the price of one full diesel tank you can now treat your slurry pit you'll get that money back in the fuel saved you know so it pays for itself there Absolutely. that's without even going down all the benefits we've already been through and how many how many farms pay contractors by the hour yeah and I was talking to one guy that, and that's all he does is contractors. All he does is pump slurry out. He's, he runs two teams of guys on agitators and one team on the pump, and the agitator team works one day in advance of the pumping team, and he's realised that on if he's got a run of farms that have treated their slurry with with this product, um, he only needs one team on the agitator, not two. Um, so you imagine the cost saving for him. Also, his pumps will last much longer um, because another thing we need to think about is when you've got that, uh, as Tom, Tom described, that, that homogenous constant mix now, um, your pumps now or your tractor now is working out of constant revs. There's no unexpected loads on the pump. So you're at that nice constant revs all day, every day with that constant pump out and the bearings on the pumps and stuff there's no big loads on there because there's no big chunks of fiber going through because everything's been broken up by the microbes um so it's all really like i, I describe it as like sort of a really thick pea soup going through the pump um, 
and and I just does it taste the same, just, John? <laughs> um, well, I'm glad to say I, I'm not. I'm not a big fan of pea soup nor mushy peas. So um, I, I, I would imagine it probably would taste the same yeah, in my no, in my taste buds. <laughs> Tom, a note to us: if John ever invites us for lunch, you just say no. Yep, I can. Uh, I will remember that. I'll write a note in my diary. Yeah, yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll, 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 I won't have fish and chips and mushy peas on the on the on the menu for you. <laughs> Fantastic. But one thing that is. Um, Good to enjoy, though, for farmers listening to this and perhaps salivating over the idea of all these cost savings and time savings. You were telling uh, me beforehand, John, that actually there is a potential that there could be some protein advantage for soil health over the longer term from using this product. This is much more of a slower process because, you know, just looking at the amount of soil you've got out there on your acreage, um, it, is, it is going to take a, a a couple of years to actually have an effect. But using this product consistently for three or four years will ultimately show a benefit to soil health because we are, in, as I said earlier, we are improving the aeration within that soil because we're improving the organic matter. Um, We've got more biological matter in there now. That's all working. Uh, that aeration is going to um, encourage other life forms, you know, um, fungi, um, nematodes, worms, to do their thing in the soil. And I remember my grandfather always says, you know, um, worms are the most important farmer on the on the land uh, because they're the ones that actually naturally mix the soil up, so to speak, in a sort of a, a minuscule way. Absolutely. And they also um, allow the soil to be more aerated. What we, what we can't forget is that the soil is by far the most important part of any farming business, regardless uh, of what you farm, of what food you grow. It, it Without healthy soil, you will not grow um, good food. It's as simple as that. Uh, yeah, and and that healthy soil is going to benefit the farm farmer. Um, as you said, uh, we've seen instances where protein level in silages have gone up one and a half percent with no extra additional nil um, fertilizer, no change to the reseeding policy, and the farmers there thinking scratching his head, well. And, and remember this, I came across this back in 19, no, t- 2019. Um, and the farmers were scratching their thinking, well, normally the average protein percentage is quite low in that year, um, if I recall. Uh, but this farmer was showing protein levels of 16% when the average was about 14, 14.5%. Um, well, actually, no. It was average was probably lower than that. Probably in the in the late, you know, 12s, 12.6, 12.7s, um, and that is we could only think. Well, this guy had been using this product for three, for past three, four years, and the only thing we could work out what was happening was the the soil now was much more less compacted because it was had been aerated, had been churned up by all the living organisms inside the soil because there's now more oxygen in there, there's more air in there. Um, and also it's more free draining. Um, it's more also, it's more drought tolerant as well because now you've got uh, the ability for those plant roots to grow deeper 
into the solar structure to get more nutrients to get more um, uh, hydration if needed you know especially if you're looking at this year you know especially you know if you're farming anywhere south of Preston you know you would definitely your plans would definitely would definitely be looking for hydration this this summer um, so if we are in a process where we've used this product for three or four years and now we're going to really reap the, reap the rewards you know we we, we we talked about the benefits for nitrogen yes tom you please uh, talk about nitrogen uh, after, 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 after you know later on with me about you know, your experiences how much bags of nitrogen uh, farms possibly could save yeah. but that tends to be quite short term that could be that benefit could be seen in in a season yeah or maybe in a year but patience and resilience and you'll see in three or four years the real payback comes when that soil health so that this is after be, continued use each each winter yes after continued use yeah and that soil starts to benefit because another thing that uh, helps is the application of artificial fertilizers once the soil health has been improved also has shown a better um, efficiency uptake of that said artificial fertilizer because the roots are much more um, healthy spread out and healthy uh, the soil micro uh, environment works so much better and, uh, and quicker so again you're gonna have the benefit of less leaching from artificial fertilizers yeah because the, the plants are going to be much more readily uh, hungry and uh, available to uh, utilize all that uh, nutrients we're suddenly uh, putting on onto the fields well on that so on that sub on that subject john i've got farmers who've used the slurry additive for the first time back in last winter so be winter of 21 22 and they they measured the the nitrogen content and the, the available nitrogen in their slurry and through using the additive they increased the um available nitrogen in the slurry and on the back of the, this they've gone the whole season 2022 using 15 tonne less fertiliser than they have done before whilst growing the same amount of grass. And bear in mind, this is only a 130, 120 cow herd. They, they were able to use 15 tonne less fertiliser, which is a, a massive saving, which is, I, I would say, was 30% reduction of fertiliser usage. So if if we could replicate that on, on other farms, and I, I know that the feedback from other farmers has been fantastic, we can replicate that in other systems and other farms then we are ultimately offering our members a massive saving on their business if they can grow high quality forage a high quantity of it as well through lower costs then happy days that's 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 absolutely phenomenal figure really um yeah and it's it's you know the more we use this product the more of more valued members use this product the more evidence we're going to gather like that um and it's just it's just gonna just just grow and grow and grow it's it's it it's it's one of those products that you know i've been in the industry now for 35 years selling all sorts of things mainly in nutrition 
but it's this is one of those unique products in my opinion in my experience that literally ticks everyone's box you know whatever part of the side of the argument you're on whether you're involved in agriculture whether you're in an environmentalist or you know whether, whether you're a, Definitely. a, a, you know, a milk buyer a, a, milk buyer, a so, consumer of milk yeah. um a, a, someone who's uh, you know a, a climate change warrior whatever you want to call them um this literally is a, a, a ticks everyone's boxes you, know, you, you because it, at the end of the day it's it's a natural product you know and just let me emphasize that that you know it's suitable for organic use and if we're looking at fertilizer, yeah, yes, and if we're looking at fertilizer uh, saving, then crikey, the you know what's 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 the price of organic fertilizer these days? You know, eye watering, scary. So so the benefit there is going to be even greater. Um, but it's and it, it's it's also it it takes the climate change, it takes carbon footprint, it takes. I think that there are yeah there are milk buyers um, <clears throat> who are looking at incentives to incentivize farmers for for reducing carbon footprints and I, I, we think we're very it's very early days yet but these these sorts of products are on the list of products that they they want their their customers to be to be using so it's, there's a there's a massive opportunity there there is for potential financial gains from the milk buyer to be using these these products this product um uh, and on that tom you, you i'm not whether you want to want to be able to answer me this is a question for me is when if farms are working out their carbon footprint or carbon per liter of milk uh, how do they do how does fertilizer fit into that purchase so they, fertilizer they they uh, record the, um, the the tonnage of fertilizer they use. It, sorry, the, the kilograms of N, P, and K that they use across their farm, and they obviously record how much, how many crops, and how many liters of milk they produce. And it all it all gets worked out on the type of product they use. So each fertilizer has a carbon footprint, and that is then all put into their their said calculator. And it worked out. So there are different products that have a that have got higher carbon footprint than others. So, so would you say that the the the, the biggest import to the farms business, as far as carbon, is the fertilizer? Be feed. It'll, it'll be, it'll be feed. It'll be feed. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Feed, feed and fertilizer. Good. Without a doubt. Okay. Because, well, I was just, I was just, you, you just uh, reminded me of something that that I wouldn't wouldn't mind mentioning is is when you talk about feed, um, and the carbon footprint, you know, it's, it's all about efficiencies. You know, how efficient can we produce a liter of milk? And one of the biggest inputs is feed. Um, so that we're always looking at feed, how efficient the diet is. No, no cow can be a hundred percent efficient. You know, it's impossible. You know, the the, the throughput of food every twenty four hours, she, uh, the cow is not going to be able to di digest everything in that in that ration. But the important thing is, this product now gives the farmer the opportunity 
to take advantage of any feed or any nutrients in the feed that hasn't been digested, hasn't been used for, for the production of production or uh, health or growth or fertility, um, and is now basically passed out the back passage into the slurry. Now the farmer's got an opportunity to grab hold of that nutrients in the form of this this uh, or this form of more valley slurry treatment. And these bacteria will grab hold of those nutrients, retain those nutrients, and feed that nutrients back to the field, where hopefully we can have a second go at it, growing crops and then feeding the crops back to the cows again. Yeah, absolutely. I suppose the, the overriding nutrient that you'd be alluding to there, John, is is the protein, where where underutilized. Well, also, or don't forget the also the utilized protein as well. You know, in the form of urea. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so the protein effectively in one way or another comes out the back end of a cow uh, in the form of various forms of nitrogen uh, and that is effectively one of the main things we want to do is to retain as much of that nitrogen that the cow is producing to be used as a as a massive asset as it, as it, is, as it is at the moment in the way of um, fertilizer for on a growing crop yeah so and 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 if if we were just to uh, summarize it very um, loosely all we're doing is we're taking that um, excess nutrient from the cow that she hasn't been able to process for whatever reason and we, we're basically using this product to literally stop it going through a, a microbial process that means it will turn eventually into a gaseous form we want yeah. to stop that from happening because once it gets into that gaseous form it's lost to the environment it's gone it's gone we can't do anything about it and putting covers on your slurry pits i don't care what defra say putting covers on your slurry pits ain't going to help that process that's all we're doing is you're holding on to that gas and unless you can harvest that gas and use it for other things but when you go and spread your slurry you're just gonna let the gas escape and if we can reduce that nationally then we're definitely putting agriculture at the forefront of any other industry in the UK of being conscientious to the environment and responsible to, for what we do. Um, and I, so it's just, I could, talk, I could sit here all day and talk about the product because there's so many benefits. I can't think of, I can't think of one negative. I think we've got we've got yeah. we've got some pea yeah. soup to go. Well, you won't catch me <laughs> eating pea soup. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> just just the sight of it is enough. <laughs> no, some fan some fantastic points from you, John, and uh, also from you there, Tom. Uh, I have to say, it's been an amazing crap conversation. This really this really has been, and I'm sure that lots of people have taken lots of things away from this. Tom, just remind us of the name of the product and where people can get it so the name of the product is mole valley farmer's slurry additive and the best number to call to speak to somebody about it in more depth is 01769576405 or you can visit your local mole valley farmers and get some more information in store fantastic i'm sure uh, lots of farmers will be wanting to go and have those conversations now because it does seem like a no-brainer. Time-saving, cost-saving, slurry's much more usable. You know, what's not to like about this? Yeah. So uh, thanks ever so much for your, uh, your time, chaps, and thanks, everybody, for listening. 
and uh, we'll uh, no doubt speak to you again. Cheers, Seth. Cheers, John. <laughs>